Welcome to the Farcast here at Shadron State College. I'm Daniel Binkert with my co-host Alex Helmbrecht, and we're here with Drew Kurtenbach, who is our esports coach. And you're still a student here, so well done. <laughs> I do my best. Yeah, that's great. I think maybe the first student we've had join us as a yeah first student, and um, not the first. Sp- uh, athletic coach. If we're, we'll just group it all together, but we've had a few yeah. coaches. But yeah, nice to get the esports represented. Yeah, I'm excited to share about it. Yeah, well, Drew, thanks for joining us. So, first question: How did you wind up at Shadron State College? Yeah, so I winded up here um, basically off my transfer in high school. So yeah. I grew up 17 years of my life in Omaha, Nebraska. Went to Millard North High School. And then right before my senior year, moved out to Rapid City, attended Stevens for my senior year, and kind of wanted to stay within about three hours of home, limited it pretty much, and ended up here uh, after touring and really falling in love with the campus quite a bit. So I guess that's how I ended up here and been here since. That's a nice campus, and we're glad to have you here. Yeah. Well, I feel bad for you, though. You had to move your senior year of high school? Yeah, it was a, it was a transition, but I made a lot of good lifetime friends from it and really enjoy the hills quite a bit. Being out there is, is great. You know, I, I, <clears throat> I also had to move during school, not as a senior. Um, and looking back, it was absolutely the best decision that my parents could have made at the time. And so I appreciate your mature outtake on it because I think sometimes it's so easy to, ah, oh, man, this is terrible, but... I'm glad that it worked out for you. Yeah, uh, looking back on it, it's how I ended up here and how I've been able to get all the opportunities I have. So Yeah, well, we certainly benefited from you uh, uh, being here, not just as a student, but as the eSports coach. So talk to us a little bit. What does that all entail and, and kind of how do you juggle all your duties? Yeah, so I think it's uh, kind of similar to any other coaching role. You know, you're in charge of all the recruiting. You're in charge of scheduling the practices signing up for competition, um, and then the actual coaching aspect that goes with it. So teaching them how to play together as a team, working on the in-game mechanics uh, individually, all that stuff that you do um, as a, a traditional sports coach, you do in the esports world, just a, a slightly different adjusted for the fact that it's gaming. So is it similar like other practices that, like, say, Daniel's the volleyball coach, and mm-hmm. he would film that practice, and then the coaches would watch it the next day or that evening or whatever. Are you able to do that, or do you kind of see the output in real time? Yeah, so typically I look at it more of a real time. Um, if we scrim, so like a, kind of like a practice game against another college, I'll usually film that and review that. But when we're just doing our daily practices, usually we won't actually record that. Um, we'll usually work on it right then and there. Interesting. Is there um, like real-time monitoring? I, I've been in your practice room mm-hmm. once, so I've seen a little bit of it. But like, are you? Do you tap into their computers and watch from your station, or do you just walk around the room? Or like, how mm-hmm. how does that for practice and then for actual mm-hmm. games? So practices, I typically um, lean on just kind of walking around, looking at their screen, seeing what I can help them. Um, usually, I don't coach mid-game. Okay. Usually after a game concludes, I'll talk to them like, hey, you know, what do you think you could have worked on here? And here's what I saw. Um, during matches, almost all the matches are created in what it's a, a private lobby, so just for the players. And then there's usually a spectator spot created okay. so that I can watch it directly on my monitor. And from there, I stream. Okay. Nice. 
All right. Well, what we have here? What games are on your docket uh, for esports? Yeah. So right now we have uh, two Call of Duty teams currently competing in Vanguard. I know um, Modern Warfare Two is dropping here in about a week or so. Okay. So that'll be what'll be on the docket for next semester. But two there, um, one Rocket League team. We have three Fortnite duos. So two people playing together. Um, then we also have chess.com, believe it or not. That is a collegiate esports that actually got added this semester. And then looking to add uh, Rainbow Six Siege, okay. if you're aware of that title, in the spring, as well as Overwatch 2. All right. So how can people watch these streams? Yeah, of course. Um, so I recommend, um, first of all, following our Instagram. I try to keep updates on there. I right. post the link there. Um, but also, if you want to just go on Twitch, Twitch is a streaming service similar to YouTube, Facebook Live, anything like that. Um, just go on Twitch um, and search Shadron underscore state underscore esports, and you can watch it live on there. We're usually live um, about every other day or so. So it kind of varies based on the scheduling with the other teams that we play against. Usually it's anywhere from 5 to 8 at night. Okay. kind of varies, though. Um, but you can also watch our past streams, some clips on there, some highlights and that kind of stuff too. All right. So we'll post those on screen and in the description in the notes here. Um, on Like on the Twitch page, do you guys have a schedule of upcoming events and that kind of thing? Or how can we, is there an information page beyond those that we need to know about? Not currently. Okay. I'm working on it for the future. Um, okay. Right now, a lot of the teams are playing, it's kind of like last minute reschedules. So usually it's like the day of, I get the set time and day. Okay. So um, the days are always set, so it's always typically the same day. So Rocket League usually plays on Mondays, Call of Duty usually on Wednesdays, but it has some variation. Like this week we have a Rocket League game tomorrow instead of Monday because of midterm break. Oh, sure, sure. So there is some variation. All right. Well, I'll encourage the fans to keep an eye out for those. Yeah, hopefully everybody gets a chance to catch at least one of them. Yeah, I think it's a it's a good experience to at least see it once. Um, I know when I've shared it with people, I'd never watched esports. It's very uh, interesting to kind of see it in action, especially um, at least once a series I'll tune in where you can hear their communication. And it's just really interesting to kind of see how they're playing together. And it's not... Yeah just watching an individual gameplay you're actually sitting there seeing the plays develop as you're going oh yeah so that raises a question for me I, I've seen a few um, like I've seen a few uh, streams on Twitch but it's mm -hmm. usually like just the one, one person streaming from mm -hmm. their point of view whether it's a single player game or a multiplayer game but what's the what perspective could I expect tuning in to see like Rocket League being played by you guys yeah so Rocket League is uh, pretty unique their in-game spectator spot does a director view so it okay. kind of switches is for you i'm not sitting actually manually switching to actually try and keep you on the action so you're actually switching from um, every player's point of view okay kind of sporadically not sporadically but strategically to put you in the best spectator spot to see the action so if you're watching that you'll kind of see just about every player's point of view at one point or another um, call of duty i usually that you actually have to manually switch Okay. I usually switch um, just between our players. So you'll see all four of our players' different perspectives throughout the stream. All right. So to what extent do the viewers um, get to hear the, the the chat back and forth between the players? Is that live or is that internal? Yeah. So typically I do that about once a series for about 30 seconds to a minute. Okay. I, not the entire time. Okay. Outside of that, you're going to hear my um, 
maybe annoying voice for some. You get the commentary um, going? Yeah, I get All the right. commentary going a little bit um, on those streams. So I just try to keep it so you know somewhat's going on, kind of provide a little bit of a shallow analysis just to kind of keep it a little oh. bit entertaining. Um, but typically you'll get a, a little bit of a view into it. There's also, uh, just so you know that we're not, you know, no team can jump in an opposing team, uh, there's a 120-second delay, two-minute delay okay. on the stream from when what's actually going on. Yeah, I guess you definitely want to uh, account for that and avoid that potential for cheating. Yeah, of course. That's one of the big things that you work, just simple stream delays. Sure. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Now, I kind of have a series of questions here. You're, okay. You're, the, you're a coach, but you're also a student. Mm-hmm. Do you play as well? Um, I'm eligible, too. So on most of the teams, I'm a registered sub in the case that we would need an emergency sub. So it avoids if we had... Some kind of player issue that we are down two players. We need one more to compete. Um, I am eligible to play as a student, correct? Okay, okay. Maybe one of the first player coaches in CSC history. Yeah, that's pretty so cool. <laughs> that is. Um, and then I have a question about the makeup of the team. So, mm-hmm. so, and I might get the names wrong, so I apologize. Okay. But, um, and these are all desktop computer-based games, right? Um, they can be played on console. Almost all of them uh, okay. are console and uh, PC games. Okay, PC. Okay. So say Daniel plays Rainbow Six mm-hmm. and I play Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Are those occurring at the same time in the same space or are are like times are the, are those days only dedicated to certain games? Yeah, so it kind of varies. Um, sometimes we have multiple games in the room at the time for practicing just based on scheduling. Um, obviously, everyone here is a full-time student. So working with their schedules to make sure that they can be in the room and still go to classes, go to other club meetings, all Mm -hmm. that stuff, working with what they're doing. We also have a a lot of athletes. Um, We have about seven or eight athletes on our teams. So working with their athletic schedules as well um, kind of allows for that. So typically, for example, tonight we have three teams coming in. So two of the Call of Duty teams and the Rocket League team. And I just have it set up where they're coming in at different times. So one of them's coming okay. six to eight. One of them's coming eight to ten. So as a coach, mm-hmm. I would imagine it kind of be like coaching soccer and football, <laughs> American football. Uh, so like you, there's, you probably have to put on different hats quite a bit in the mm-hmm. same type of space. Yeah. Um, a lot of the time it's just a, having that game knowledge and kind of that awareness of mm-hmm. where the team's at and what has to be worked on in practice. So just kind of sitting there um, looking at, you know, I know the Call of Duty team has to work on this tonight, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to spend 20 minutes working with them on this and while I'm doing that, I'm having, say, Rocket League warm up, do their, you know, their daily mechanics, working on all that stuff, and then hopping over with them to work on what I want for them. So kind of bouncing back and forth if they're in the room at the same time. Other than that, yeah, it's just kind of transitioning as the teams come in into what needs to be worked on. I try to plan out each week ahead of time in terms of what day we're working on, what particular um, skill, strategy, mechanic I want to work on. So you mentioned that that Call of Duty game is going to be is a new game coming out or a sequel to a. Mm-hmm. It's a sequel. Yeah. yeah. Um, how long? What's the learning curve for that? Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of varies. Um, some of the skills do transfer over. Uh, the biggest thing change we're seeing coming from the most recent Call of Duty game into the new one is the movement. It's a lot different. There's no slide cancel or should just say sliding is the simpler term. Um, it's very slow. Compared to the current game, it's very 
much more slowed down movement. It's going to be a lot more aim heavy, a lot more kind of just getting up on angles than kind of moving around as much. So I think the learning curve won't be terrible. A lot of them have been playing Call of Duty since they were little, kind of like me. So I would say within a month or two of it dropping, they'll be a lot more comfortable with it. But definitely kind of that first month or so is definitely an adjustment. Feeling it out. Yep. What's the – can you talk about the team makeup? You said that there's seven or eight student-athletes. How many students are on this thing? Yeah, so looking at it right now, we're sitting at around 20 to 31, give or take. Oh, that's um, excellent. As of now, these are all current students. Uh, heading into next year, we'll actually be actively recruiting. I actually do have a call after this, about an hour after this, with the potential student um, interested in esports. So awesome. looking at definitely growing the program. Um, quite a bit in the next couple of years. So I guess that kind of maybe comes full circle. How did you get involved in esports in mm-hmm. the first place? Yeah, so when I was in high school, I got involved in managing um, mobile esports, so um, games on your phone, so Call of Duty Mobile. Um, there's a game called Brawl Stars, so managing some professional teams in that. And when I got to college, I met uh, a former CSC employee, actually two, um, Cody Cooper and Stephanie Alfred, Um, who became colleagues or friends of mine. And we kind of talked within my first couple weeks of being here saying, you know, I really enjoy this. Let's make esports a club. And from there, um, we went, made it a club and started just kind of working towards it. And um, last year, we started having teams compete as club level, just kind of competing. And it was a a little bit tougher to compete as a club. And then about March or so, I, I sent an email to President Ryan um, and emailed him and said, hey, I really think we need to make this official. And he met with me and, you know, one thing led to another. That's awesome. Well, yeah. Way to continue with that advocacy. So how does a student here or a potential student get involved in esports here at CSC? Yeah, of course. I think uh, the easiest way right now is currently just to email me, um, I, uh, esports at csc.edu. It's the quickest way to get a hold of me. All right. We'll put that on screen. Have it in the notes, too. Yeah. In the future, I'm working on updating the website with a new form for the recruiting form. So it'll have a form that has, you know, are you a current student, high school student, transfer student, what games you play, all that kind of stuff. And it'll give me all the information I need. That's just being developed currently as we uh, work towards kind of updating that. But definitely right now, just shoot me an email. Awesome. So I I think we kind of alluded to this, but you're a busy guy. You're a student. uh, You're president of FBLA uh, Collegiate. Um, are you involved with the RBLI? Nope. Okay, so so but you're a business mm-hmm. student, correct? Yep. So how do you manage all your time? <laughs> yeah, um, it's actually not as bad as it seems. Really, I think for me it's just knowing each day when I wake up, kind of sitting there and thinking what do I have to accomplish that day, um, kind of just taking it a day at a time. I try to always, you know, obviously watch my schedule in terms of when I'm scheduling meetings or interviews or presentations or anything, but as far as it goes, it's kind of just one day at a time. Um, wake up, know what I have to accomplish that day, know what's on the schedule, and, yeah, it's how I, I manage it best I can. Well, I commend you. You were a lot busier than I was when I was a college <laughs> student. <laughs> yeah, how much time for uh, how much time does this allow for, like, sleeping and meals and all that? More than you would expect. That's um, good. <laughs> I usually get my mornings off, which is okay. um, surprising. A lot of my classes are online this semester. Oh, sure. Um, not just uh, when the classes were offered. Um, that's what the offering was. So I did get quite a few online, and that kind of helped with not having to attend any in person. Um, next semester, I have a few more in person. 
but that's allowed me to kind of have a lot more free time in the mornings, um, all that fun stuff. Mm -hmm. Does it ever feel, uh, you know, Daniel's an excellent, uh, photographer. And so sometimes I wonder if, you know, if he ever feels begrudgingly, oh, I have to take another picture or do you ever feel that way with, with video games? Uh, Like, oh, I'd love to just play a video game and relax, but I can't because I'm trying to determine how much work versus play and all that. Yeah. I think actually it's a little bit of the opposite for me. I I enjoy being, uh, coaching and being in there with them. And there's times where like, I'm like, ah, I could get on the game, but I'm just kind of done with video games for the night. Um, I think I don't play it as recreationally as I used to. Um, so I guess that's kind of been the main thing that's decreased. But I don't think there's ever a time that I'm kind of dreading going in or well, that's good. dreading any of that so far. I mean, it's only been about two months in, but so far I've definitely uh, enjoyed every moment of it. Great. Yeah, I think I I've um, I remember reading a story recently about that, um, like the streamer burnout mm-hmm. that you've you've got to be on that like that many hours of a day and that mm-hmm. many days of a week and then like with any job you know if, if you can't find that balance how it it just wears on you so mm-hmm. so it's good to know that it hasn't hit that point not Hopefully yet. it won't hit that point oh, let's hope not but yeah. uh it's pretty early into it so right. i guess we'll see in the next couple of months yeah well, we'll hope for the best with that mm-hmm. so in general how's your experience been here at csc as a student it's been great. Um, oh, I've made a lot of amazing friends. I, I love a lot of the faculty here. Uh, one, in, for example, I, there's multiple I could talk about. I worked under Dr. Ritson yeah. um, last year as a business academy intern. That was great. She's also my advisor with my marketing major. So um, a lot of great faculty. And Dr. French Collins is another example. Sure. I've had a lot of classes with her, and now I actually report to her um, where we're positioned. So it's been great kind of um, growing with the school, um, growing as a person, and also just the, the people here have just been amazing. That's excellent to hear. So your team has, has a kind of a temporary spot in mm-hmm. Miller Hall right now with the idea mm-hmm. of the landing uh, connected to the residence halls as kind of being the permanent home. How excited mm-hmm. are you and, and the team about that? Oh, we're, we're stoked. We're really ready for it to uh, kind of finish up. It won't be done until I think our goal right now is spring break. Um, just with all the contracting work being done to it, just to make sure that everything from the electrical to the networking to the security on the doors is up to where it needs to be to protect all the equipment and all that stuff. So uh, we're all excited for it. Uh, It's a big thing for the recruiting stuff, too, when Mm -hmm. you have students on campus having that highly visible location. So it'll be something that you're walking at the student center you can see it right there yeah it's pretty front and center absolutely so we're we're all very stoked and can't wait to get into it here in the spring i keep picturing you know blinking lights and lots of neon and stuff but Mm -hmm. whatever the the look ends up being i i'm I'm sure it's going to be really nice so i'm looking forward to seeing it there'll definitely be at least a a few neon lights oh yeah there'll be be a few um definitely it'll be decorated to look like an esports room right on good all right um well so when you're not uh, doing video games coaching Mm -hmm. business stuff studies well what else do you do in your spare time yeah, I really uh, enjoy anything competitive. So a lot of the intramurals, um, just going out, tossing a ball around, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Kind of just staying somewhat active. Um, when I'm back home, I like hiking quite a bit, like getting out in the hills, exploring, um, going cliff jumping a little bit at um, Sheridan Lake. I enjoy it there. Um, other than that, a lot of Netflix. I enjoy oh, yeah. Netflix quite a bit. Um, it's kind of, I guess, the main ones I do when I have a little bit of free time. That's excellent. So are you scheduled to graduate in May? Yep, I graduate in May, May 6th. What's the, what's the next stop? 
That's uh, in the works right now. Okay. Um, so interviewing a few places, um, talking with some administration here, potentially at some future opportunities. And other than that, it's kind of just up in the air where it might go. Good, good. Yeah, going to be interesting in these early stages. But, yeah, hopefully everything will sort out in the best way for you. Um, I think that takes us to our quick-hitting questions, so right. no pressure on these, but uh, what's one of your favorite video games of all time? I think um, just the Call of Duty series. Yeah. They've released a new game every one to two years since I was little, and you know I grew up playing it uh, a lot with my dad on the PlayStation 3. Um, and yeah, I just I, I like it a lot. I think it's a, a fun game. It's kind of something where you bring a group of people together. It's, I don't like individual games as much. Yeah. I like when I can play with uh, a group towards something. I forget how many or how long it's been since that first one. Like, how many are in that series now, if you had to guess? Ooh, I feel like we need a, a wiki guess. page to really get... I'd have to guess like 15 plus maybe yeah. at this point. Um, I mean, they've been releasing since way back early 2000s. Yeah. And it's about every year or every two years they release a new one. They just keep coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For those who don't know, can you explain what Call of Duty is? Yeah, it's a first-person shooter, so uh, your point of view is um, what would be your in-game avatar's view. Um, you're playing in typically a 4v4 or 5v5 format. Um, depending on the mode, there's different, different objectives. It's not just um, raw killing. There's score um, kept, so... Couple of the game modes, uh, hard point, you work towards uh, a point, and when you're on the point, um, you have to clear all the opponents off, and when it's just your team on there, you get points um, based on how long you're on, one per second. So um, you're working towards 250 per game, That's, so it keeps it an objective-based game. Um, search and destroy, um, it's kind of like if you guys have ever played CSGO, just where you're trying to plant a bomb, uh, defenders are trying to keep it from being planted or defuse it. Pretty straight up. And then control is similar to hard point. You're trying to uh, capture objectives. So similar to um, hard point where you got to get on the point, but this time instead of getting points for um, time on, it's capturing objectives. You get a point. Okay. All right. Good summary. Drew, what's the first concert you attended? As a kid, um, my family liked to go to a lot of like the Christian music festivals. As an adult, it was the Eli Young Band concert about, what was that, two, that was three years ago now, um, hosted on campus. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, nice. You did a good show. Yeah. So what's your favorite place to relax on campus? Or if you had to say the best place to relax on campus is? My beanbag in my room. Oh, that's a good spot. Um, if I'm actually going outside <laughs> of my room... Um, I really like um, an off-campus place. I like the City Dam a lot. Yeah. I like going out there and just kind of sitting and being kind of outside of town but close enough I don't have to drive really far. Yeah. Beautiful fall spot. colors out yeah. there this year. Yep. We lucked out. Yep. Mm -hmm. How many times have you been to the top of Sea Hill? Uh, it might be a little disappointing to me on this one, probably about three or four. Oh, that's not, right. You, you've been up there at least. I've yeah. been up there. Yeah. Um, not recently. 
We've had a few answers where I think it was zero. So, yeah. so don't worry. Three or four is still in yeah. good shape. You're good. All right. So Desert Island Games. You get five on the list, but only one of them can be a Call of Duty title. <laughs> and, somehow you, and somehow you have an internet connection. On well, of course, naturally. Very high-speed satellite. Is it wired in or wireless? Oh, you're wired. Well, you got a really low-latency satellite connection. We're kind of breaking the laws of okay. physics with it. So, yeah, there's no worries about multiplayer. Okay. okay. Just had to clarify that. So I'll go with just uh, one Call of Duty game right. as the first one. Then give me uh, Fortnite. Okay. I think that's a fun little, a little more relaxing game sometimes. Um, Rocket League I enjoy quite a bit. I'll go with chess because got to keep the brain sharp. So Nice. Smart. Um, and then I'll go with Fall Guys. It's just like a fun game just to really wind down. It's not really something I sit there and play competitive. It's kind of just having fun. Nice. Well, this is a fun question. What would yours be? Mine? Oh, yeah. And mine is all mostly from the 1990s. So it would be the original Zelda Link's Awakening for the Game Boy, the one where you can do the screen warp trick. Yeah. Um, Let's see. All right. Nights into Dreams for the Sega Saturn. Um, Let's see. And it's a lot of Saturn games. Oh, yeah. Virtua Cop on the Sega Saturn. And that one, you have to play it on an old school CRT television because the light gun doesn't work on modern displays. (laughs) Is that three of them? Okay. Um, Oh, Toy Commander for the Dreamcast. That game is awesome. And Daytona USA arcade cabinet, like the full-size sit-down version. Do you you know any of these games? I think the last one. Daytona? And I know what Zelda is. Yeah. So Daytona, (laughs) when it was released in the 90s, it was released in multiple formats. And I think they made like this two, like a dozen people or more. All these cabinets linked up so you could do multiplayer racing with it in the arcade. 60 mm-hmm. frames per second, and yeah, just flying along. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I know what you mean. I've definitely played uh, those ar- the arcade racing games. Um, I like going to uh, Press Start in Rapid City. Oh, yeah. Play, play a little yep. bit of that. Those yeah. are fun. All right, Alex, what's your list? Uh, well, like Drew, I think I would maybe pick a modern game so I could maybe talk to whoever I'm playing and ask them to come rescue me. Yeah. <laughs> so you're kind of, you kind of screwed yourself over with that one, but that's okay. You're having fun. Um, it's all good. Yep. <laughs> I my favorite game of all time is a PlayStation Two game called God of War. Um, kind of a button masher. So I really love that. Um, I would probably put on a Madden game or a, an NBA game. I really loved NBA Two K Two. I uh, had a lot of good memories from my college days where we yeah. would play 12-minute quarters mm-hmm. and only draft. You could only draft centers, and so your team was just full of, like, people 6'10 or higher <laughs> or taller, I suppose. So that was kind of fun. Uh, so that would be three. Probably I really like Super Mario World. Oh, it's a classic. Challenging, yeah. Trying to challenge to get yourself to the 99. Yeah. That, um, that and, and the Mar- Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's yeah. Island. Those two, like, Yeah, oh, those yeah. are great games. Uh, and then, you know, I would, th- I think maybe like kind of just a mindless one, like Sonic the Hedgehog, you know, where you're just kind of running along or uh, even the first Super Mario Brothers just for n- nostalgia purposes. Yeah. I did play a little bit of Sonic on the DS. Yeah. A little bit. It's good times. Yeah. You just run. <laughs> yeah, all you just do. run, run, jump. <laughs> run yep. and spin. I like those ones. Yeah, they are a lot of fun. Well, thanks for joining us, Drew. This yeah. was certainly a lot of a lot of fun, and uh, it was really interesting to learn more about esports. But more importantly, uh, really encouraging to see uh, you as a student seeing that there's maybe a need on campus uh, and working with faculty and staff to make that happen, so that 
28 to 31 other students can benefit. And I think that that's really great and you should be commended for it. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, I didn't do it alone, though. It wasn't just me. I obviously had a lot of people work with me along beside it. You know, the people that helped co-found it, so it's like uh, Cole Martinez, Cody Cooper, uh, Jacob Jensen was here for a bit. Um, everyone that's really helped build esports up to where it is um, has really been special. Um, and now we got faculty advisor, um, Dr. McCarthy has done a lot, as well as a former, well, she contracted this fall a little bit, um, Stephanie Alfred. Yep. She did a, a lot to help get us to where we are. Yeah, well, we miss working with Stephanie. She was a good one. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much, mm -hmm. Drew. Yep, thank you for having me.